You're listening to the Bad Break Podcast. Buckle up for some wild breakup stories. I'm not spending one more second of this life with some inconsiderate prick. Now I hate you, you slut bastard. Rachel, come on, talk to me, please. I can't even look at you right now. Stop! Don't touch my ever. Take all your You understand me is I am crazier. That's not something to be fucking proud of, Cassie. No. But it is something you should be scared of. Hello and welcome to the Bad Break Podcast, where we dive into some of the wackiest, wildest breakup stories out there. Each week we unpack explosive, jaw-dropping breakup stories with guests from all over the world to get to the heart of why breakups can be so emotionally intense. You already know, we're your hosts, Chris Riata and Gigi Engel. Be sure to subscribe and download today's episode so we can keep bringing you wild breakup stories and insights from the world of heartbreak, like today's guest, Gabrielle Alexa, an iconic bisexual author and influencer whose work has been featured in BuzzFeed, Playboy, Cosmopolitan, The Huffington Post, and many more. Gabby is such a queen and she absolutely brought it for this interview you guys are about to really hear chris get a little bit more more fired up than he has in the past and honestly i was living for it i had i had real feelings here i had i was invested i was so emotionally invested it was so much fun to talk to her but Gigi, do you know what was slightly slightly more fun slightly more fun than talking to gabby as much fun as it was what seeing you just a couple weeks ago in london it was the the best reunion in the world. Oh my god. Yeah, Chris was in London with his super sexy husband and <laughs> we met up and had lunch and then of course we had to do a pub crawl because London. Gigi was a, an amazing tour guide. She was like, okay, there's <laughs> Trafalgar Square now. Here's a pub that I love. So we're going there. <laughs> it was like, here's the square. Okay, we've seen it. Now time to go get another drink. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Let me get that Havana and 7-Up for, for your husband. Let me get you that vodka soda. Like, let's sit down and let's pub crawl because that's what we do when we're locals here because we're drunks and we're happy it. was amazing. It It was amazing. We went thrift shopping. We Mm -hmm. drank way too much. We just hung out all day. We were supposed to only be able to hang out for a few hours, but then I was lucky enough to have the whole day with you and we took full advantage. It was amazing. We absolutely did. It was one of the most fun days of my life. It was truly fabulous. I know. It felt like old times back in New York City. It really was. I feel like it brought a whole new like fire for us to this podcast. We were like talking about it the whole time. It was like, it's our joy. It's our little baby. I know. (laughs) My favorite part was when your husband was like, Oh my gosh, when we when you agreed to be a co-host with Chris, we were jumping up and down and screaming. And I was like, what? Oh my God, that's so cute. <laughs> it's a true story. It's a true story. Literally, we were so excited. <laughs> oh God, this has been so much fun. I love this podcast so much. It and has. you. <laughs> and you, and you, of course. But speaking of, we have gotten flooded with anonymous breakup stories. I just checked the mailbox the other day for our like Google Forms. And I mean, if if it could be overflowing, it would be. It's we're literally drowning in breakup submissions. Um, people just want to tell their stories, man. People seriously, they want to be heard. And there are so many like relatable, wild ones. I pulled, I think like three or four that I wanted to read to you and get your raw reaction. This is totally a surprise for Gigi. Yes, I <laughs> was specifically told not to look at the document before this. <laughs> so I mean, some of them really walk you through it. And then others are kind of like very quick and succinct. Like this one, they met in high school, this this uh, listener writes, and they dated back then. 
then, and they recently connected and dated again. Our question, our form asked, when did things start to go wrong and why? They said, right before my cancer diagnosis. Oh. Wild cliffhanger. Okay. How did the breakup go down, we asked. Please provide as many details as you feel comfortable sharing. They responded, horrifically. I had just had my first round of chemo, recovering from a miscarriage which was with this partner, had just found out he had slept with someone else, caught him texting X the next day and left, like texting their ex-partner, I guess. Oh, God. Right. So we asked, how did the breakup impact your life and how did you eventually move on? This listener wrote, had to go through chemo without a partner. Thinking you have that in the beginning only to lose it was devastating, made going through chemo that much harder. Not to mention dealing with the loss of our child alone, which is fucking awful, horrible, heavy, horrifically heavy. Wow. Right. And we asked for any additional details and they say, put simply, he was an alcoholic. And if I'm to believe my therapist, a narcissist. I mean, I think that when people are going through, like not to excuse that behavior, because obviously this is, that's really shitty and horrible. But like, I think when people are under like a ton of stress, that's actually like, that's most, that's the most common times that we see people cheating on their partners because they like don't know how to cope with difficult emotional situations. So they end up going outside of the relationship trying to seek comfort when and I think that that might have been what happened here but like that's seriously messed up and really sad yeah those are like the moments where you're you know supposed to really prove yourself I feel like to to your partner although yeah it can be it can be hard to be that person's like main support system but still you are that person's main support like that's the role you gotta either step up or get the fuck out yeah some people just don't have what it takes to deal with stuff like that and I'm really sorry that happened to you anonymous writer inner because that's horrible and you should never have had to gone through go through that and proud of you for getting therapy right exactly i want to pull up one that was really wild this one was actually kind of a fun read to be honest because it, it, it comes very full circle in the end so we asked how did you meet your ex-partner and they said they met at a pool party and things started to go wrong when they ignored their intuition this listener writes they say shortly after we started dating he told me that he hadn't relinquished his feelings for his ex and he wanted to explore why so we parted ways which i think is a very smart idea if someone tells you that they're still interested in their ex move along that person is not emotionally available or ready for a relationship. Anyway, they say a few weeks later, he texted me professing his love for me and he apologized for how he left things with me. I feel like that's a red flag. (laughs) (laughs) Run. Right. (laughs) Just go, girl. Run. Um, They say he literally told me he would move the sun and stars for me and instead of trusting my gut, I fell for that shit because I'm very delusional. Can relate. (laughs) Stay Delulu. Delulu is the Salulu. (laughs) It's it's giving Delu, but let's keep moving. Um, A month or so after, we rekindled our romance i noticed that he was becoming distant again we weren't hanging out and we were barely texting we were both busy people so i didn't think much of it until i went to a club with my friends one weekend and he was there wearing matching outfits with his quote roommate i paid it no mind so by the way i i think as i continued reading this is a gay man who is writing in this story so this is a gay man interested in this man another man who has a roommate who is also a man just to give some context so they say i paid it no mind and continued to enjoy my night because his roommate always had a stank ass face when i would see him out and i never understood why so how did the breakup go down please provide as many details as you feel comfortable sharing they write fast forward to valentine's day 
2018. I'm at work checking Instagram only to see that the man that told me he would move the sun and stars for me posted a three minute rant to his story about how he was going to die alone and why it's better to be single on Valentine's Day anyway. Are they not in a relationship at this point? Uh, I uh, seems like they were. So who the hell knows what this guy is doing on Instagram? Come to find yeah. out, he was fucking his roommate in the same bed that he was fucking me in and they wanted to start dating. So he indirectly broke up with me via Instagram so he could go public with the bitch that he was already wearing ugly ass last season H&M outfits with. <laughs> oh, whew. fiery, said, bring it. He writes, I should have whooped both of their asses for playing in my face. Violence is never the answer, babe, but I think I would have been rooting you on in that, in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it? This person is a gifted storyteller. A My gifted. Lord. This is like, yeah, this is incredible. Like, Andy Cohen couldn't even make this up for Bravo if he tried. Um, how did the breakup impact your life and how did you eventually move on? They write, I didn't date for a year and a half. I removed myself from all dating apps and I was celibate for the remainder of my time in that city. I struggled with my body image and general self-worth, but I chose to radically love myself in protest of the men who had made me feel unlovable. Amen oh. to that. Amen yes, to that. Oh, we'd love to see it. Literally. They said, I steadily poured into myself and gave myself the love and validation that I was seeking from men. I reassessed what I wanted for myself and what I wanted for my from my future partner. And when the time came, I started dating again. I am now the happiest and healthiest I've ever been. And I'll be celebrating my three-year anniversary with my boyfriend in October. Aww, Yay! I love so a happy nice. ending. We love the Bad Break Podcast fully endorses a happy ending. We oh, love, we happy, love a happy ending. <laughs> I feel like we need a button we can press anytime there's a happy ending to a breakup that just oh, plays a beautiful little... we should get a little... sound effect. <laughs> we That's need like... a fucking sound effect. Season two. Season, Season two. two. Yeah. <laughs> they say, please tell us, we said, please tell us any additional details we should know that are important about your story. And they wrote, they wrote, I found out later that his roommate slash boyfriend dumped him and he lost his job for going crazy and threatening to unalive people on the internet. He has no man. And because of his digital footprint, his career path is blackballed. He may have lied when he offered me the sun and the stars, but the universe itself does not play about me. And he learned that the hard way. Oh. Oh, period. Period. Mm -hmm. That's the level of confidence and like cockiness I strive for every day of my life. Yeah, you can see that this person went through some shit, like dug themselves out of it and was like, nobody's going to be tearing me down like that again. Literally. Like, I, I mean, like we said, we love a happy ending, but moreover, like we love when people come out of a breakup fully realized and understand themselves in like a new way and what they want. And then they're not afraid to go for it. A nice that was great they were was good some, they were good it was sassy it was sweet it had a happy ending everything i could have wanted in a story yeah and you guys thank you so much for submitting these over the the past season this has been so much fun to like go on this journey with you guys and explore these breakups with y'all it's it's been amazing we've read all of them i'm gonna share all of them with gg after the season's over because we still have a couple more episodes and i still have a few that i want to read to you g but yeah we gotta get those authentic reactions yeah. But we do appreciate all of you guys so much. And it's like so wonderful to see people getting vulnerable with us and sharing their stories. And like, I think one thing we've really learned like doing this podcast is that like, first of all, people love hearing about breakup stories. And also <laughs> like, we've all been through it. Yeah. 
Like we've Literally. all been through it. This is like, we're all here just relating and sharing our stories and loving each other and hopefully finding our happy endings. Mm-hmm. And speaking of someone who had a pretty wild bad break, <laughs> why don't we go ahead and get started with today's interview with, with Gabby, with Gabrielle Alexa. Okay guys, buckle up. Here is our interview with Gabrielle Alexa. So let's kick it off. So I don't know you at all, Gabby, but you guys are friends. So gee, why don't you give me a little bit of background on who we're talking to today? So Gabby is an amazing writer. We have like known each other on the internets for like years at this point and is like a big activist in in the polyamorous community and is a bicon. A bicon. Dope. I sure am. I mean... It's so funny. My, one of my oldest core memories of coming out was uh, in junior high school. My boyfriend was gay. Um, he was just a gay man. <laughs> but we were best friends and we thought we had to date. So we dated. I remember being like, oh, like in the future, I see myself as bisexual. And he's like, and he's gay. So and it's like, even at that age, he had been so ingrained. He's like, bisexuality is just a phase. And I was like 11. And that kept me, I think, another two years in the closet, Damn. at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even come out openly bisexual until I was in my late 20s. Like I had written a book about sex and was writing about sex. But like, my mom had to really like ingrain this idea in my head that like all bisexual women um, end up with men. And since I was dating a man, I was like, oh, I can't say I'm bisexual. People will not believe me. And I can't appropriate that label. And then when I broke up with him, I was like only dating women. And then I was like, maybe I'm gay. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, I can just be bi. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I had that too. I remember being like with my friends. I'm like, what if I'm just a lesbian? I haven't dated men in so long. And they're like, girl, you, <laughs> we've known you long enough. The bisexual thing, we, my friends claim to have always known. But they're like lesbian. That's not it. And you know they were right. I had like a diary that they found. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, I was role playing. Oopsie, it was online. It was on like Live Journal. They found my oh, Live okay. Journal. Oh my god, I used to have a Live Journal. All the gays had live journals, I thought. <laughs> People who had live journals were just screaming for help, writing a diary and like putting it out for the entire world to see. I mean, facts. So, Gabby, we hear you have a super juicy story to tell us today. So we would love to hear some of the background on how you met this ex. Well, so I used to work in the restaurant industry. And for all who have, you already know that it's a very incestuous industry. Um, All the coworkers, you know, are dating or sleeping together. So I, when she got the job, I knew immediately that I thought she was so beautiful. And uh, she dropped that she was in a sorority and I was in a sorority. And I know that when two people are in a sorority, you just have that immediate like, oh, what's your, you know, you have questions and follow-up things that you can say like, oh, what was your pledge name? And what was your line sisters? Like, I don't know. So I did all the things. I asked all the questions. And then I invited her on a date. And the whole time she was saying that she was single. And from the beginning, mm-hmm. someone was like, she has a girlfriend and she was like I don't have a girlfriend I'm single like I don't know why he would say that and she even like started beef at work because she was like that's a lie and I was like well he lied what a bad liar (laughs) oh man (laughs) (laughs) so uh we you know just kept hanging out and then she told me that her and her ex were getting back together or considering getting back together and I'm like okay that sucks I think I got really drunk and she had to leave me at the or like send me in a cab home or something because I was so sad did you have one of those like emotional drunk cry like why why don't you love me kind of situation yes I did um and then put me in the Mm. uber and 
my phone was dead and I quietly, cause I've been crying, I quietly asked the Uber driver to charge my phone, plugged it in and it, you know, takes a little while to turn on. It turns on, I dial her number, she picks up and I'm like scream crying for 45 minutes on the way home. Oh. Definitely gave me like one star. Scream crying? Yeah. For 45 well, minutes? I was just like, how could you leave me? How could you, do-? I don't know. So we fast forward and she's like, she's not happy with her ex. We fast forward to Christmas. Christmas, she's like, oh, we're like dating again now. You and her. Yep. Oh, shit. You went back for more punishment. I went back for more. And then December comes and she's like, well, I need to pick up my stuff from my ex's place. And then she goes like silent. It's like Christmas Eve, bitch. And can I say bitch? I can say bitch, right? You can say whatever you want. Nice. Um, it's like Christmas Eve, bitch. And my my bestie's over because we tend to spend like the day before Christmas together. And she texts me to be like, hey, can I call you? I have something to tell you. Oh, Jesus. And I'm like calling her. She doesn't pick up. So then finally she's like, sorry. Every time you called, I got scared. I'm just going to text you it. And then she's like, I slept with her, her ex. And I was like, you know, at least she told me. This is how I should have known that I would probably do this. <laughs> Um, I was like, well, at least she told me, but I was still so like betrayed because she was just supposed to go get her stuff. Um, and I figured, you know, have a closure conversation. I even like was encouraging it again because I had like mm-hmm. the beginnings of polyamory in me, but she just like wanted to be dishonest. I feel like wanted to. <laughs> so then we, I started dating someone else and then she came back into my life and I couldn't say no again. In fact, oh my God, an email. What I can even bring up the email if you wanted she sent me an email. I would absolutely love to bring it up. Email. Oh my God. Cause I bring have it sounds amazing. Give us all the, the we want that juicy shit. Mm-hmm. We live for some unhinged red flag madness, which usually presents itself in the form of an email. <laughs> it really does. I once had a t- an ex text me after I broke up with him, a 10 page email about how I was such a piece of shit. Um, I was like, that's, that's good. Reading. That's wonderful. Let me read this. I'm not going to read all of it. But yes. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. Mind you, there is like no paragraph breaks in this. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just a run on sentence. Oh my God. Okay. Cool. So she was like, knowing how you felt, I feel like I should at least tell you this to set you free. Mind you, we weren't talking, so she didn't need to say, <laughs> um, <laughs> she said, I guess, um, <sighs> This is a sign for me to cut out the bullshit. And by this, I mean, whatever happened. When I met you, I actually was in a relationship. Duh. Yeah, we got that. Oh, wait. You know what? Sorry. This email actually reminded me that I missed some of it. So then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's backtrack. Backtrack. Ryan to back. Uh, This is during the Snapchat era. Somebody hit me up on her Snapchat to say that she already had someone. And I was like, no, like we're dating. And I sent pictures. And that person sent a screenshot of her snapchat but with me blocked from seeing her story on oh shit mm-hmm. how many times did somebody say she had a girlfriend before you were like i think she might have a girlfriend <laughs> i did not believe it truthfully until the female that's what <laughs> bananas is i literally i needed this email to really i guess she's right to set me free hey what can i say we believe all kinds of crazy shit when we like somebody I, yeah so it's only so this email was because someone else had finally been like she has a girlfriend and so she was like saying that this happened to finally force her to come clean but this is months later mm. so she really didn't need to so then she's like everything about what you did you were too overpowering you demanded too much what <laughs> she's like <laughs> and i was kind of turned off at all the the stars put us here and we met in the past bullshit i that is not what i said but also <laughs> Who sends an email saying that later? 
it's like you but you said you're into it into the astrology yeah and right right we were both into astrology we're talking we're like wow our signs are so compatible and now she's like oh no it was so overpowering i can't believe you said our signs were compatible (laughs) um and then she's like you know the whole time i was just like really concerned about like what i was doing to my ex and then I lied about my Where phone. Where are you, though? I lied about my phone. My phone wasn't broken. I just said that while I was upstate to talk to you when I could because I was living with my ex and I didn't want you to call me all the time. For what it's worth, even though it won't be much, I am sorry for being a coward. I could have told you way sooner before it got to this, but I was just being selfish. <laughs> wow. At least this bitch knows she's a coward, you know? It's like... The whole beginning part has no... like semblance of accountability it's not like she's like i'm sorry for being a coward here's what happened that's fair and i skipped over a a lot because we'd be here all day but like some parts were (laughs) like all i ever was was flirty like i wasn't like treating you like someone i loved so i don't know why you stuck around and oh so just just actually gaslighting just Right. And so so for the only amount of accountability to be for what it's worth, even though it won't be much, I'm sorry for being a coward. It's like, yeah, well, it's because you ended this run on sentence with that. Anyway, so (laughs) would you believe it? I did get back with her after this email. No, 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 Gabby, no, Gabby, no, no, Gabby, no, 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 why, fuck, why? Why the fuck? Why the fuck would you do that? What? Gabby. <laughs> Gabby. I thought since she had sent that email that was so honest and raw that what everything is on the table now. I felt like oh I was my I felt like God. <laughs> oh my god, yes. But this time I really felt like it was different. Like I had bought a plane ticket to go visit her because she had moved at this point. Uh, so I was oh like, oh, it's different. Last minute before the trip, of course, she flaked and I can't get a refund. I only get like airline credit. And I, so I was already tight. And she was like, I'll pay you back. She never paid me back. And then she got married and just go. Oh, me. my she God. Me and got married. Yeah. She just was like, oh, I'm married now. I saw it on like social media. And then a few months later, I got a text. That was, I also have a screenshot somewhere, but I don't want to, it's. Do you know if she got married to the ex? No, it's a new person. Okay. Cool. And then, so then she texted me, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for ghosting you and getting married. And this was at the same time that people online were yelling at me for being fake bisexual. And and like, they're like, you're not really into women. They're like, do you know what I'm going through right now? And I had like, you know, not even soft launch. I had like hard launched her on my Instagram and Twitter. So I was like, oh my God, I have to tell Instagram and Twitter that she's the worst still. I didn't. I, oh. I just went silent on social media and then I came back like nothing happened. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta cleanse and not explain yourself. It's true. Yes. Um, but that was, that the, sorry I ghosted you and got married was my actual, not so much last, last straw-ish. Um, and then she gave me this tattoo. She became a tattoo artist. Wait, so you saw her again after she ghosted you and got married? <laughs> oh my God. Wait, so wait, how did you end up, how did you, oh my God. How did you end up seeing her again after she said, sorry, I ghosted you and got married? Like, t- how did that, she was how did you, training what? to become a tattoo artist and she posted saying that people could get free tattoos so she could practice. And I was like, I want a tattoo. And she was like, you would get a tattoo for me. We haven't seen each other since the ghosting marriage thing. And I was like, it's fine. I want a free tattoo. And then she got there and she was shaking so hard because 
we hadn't spoken or seen each other since. That's what you want with someone who's going to give you a tattoo. No. So it was really, it was very shaky. I got it fixed by someone else because it was bad at first because the lines were just like, and then I, I found out I got into coding school, tech school, and mm-hmm. which is what the tattoo was for. And I was like, well, hold on. I have to call my partner and my other partner. And she was like, and then she's like, I was like, why don't you try polyamory? Maybe polyamory would be good for you. You seem like you have a real like problem with being a normal person. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> and by this point, I have, you know, I was polyamorous. So I was in a completely different like way of looking at relationship. And I, and I would just, oh, also, I didn't mean being a normal person as in normal people are not polyamorous. I feel like that came off wrong. Sorry about that one. I meant she's like, not good at being an honest human being. That's completely true. Um, I didn't even know what I was just talking. But uh, but yes. Uh, so I r- suggested it to her, and she goes, and this this was really the moment where I was like, never again. She was like, I don't think I'm polyamorous. I just like to cheat. And I was like, oh wow. And then she, I never responded right. again. She hit me up again, even in fact recently, and I ignored her. So. I finally learned. Oh, yay, Gabby. Yay, finally, Gabby learned. That's, That's wonderful. That's a win for Gab. So when, so this was from 2018 to when? I got the tattoo was like, this is the Friday before the people started taking the pandemic seriously. Because on Monday, my coding school locked down. Or like the or week after. So, so sort of like a four-year period. Yes, 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 yes. Hmm. What do you think that you learned from this? I learned to stop projecting what I would do in a situation to other people because no one does things how I do. So just because I would never hurt someone, I kept being like, well, she can't hurt me again because I wouldn't (laughs) want to hurt someone and make a pattern out of it. But that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that she has that thought process. So like, I guess stop assigning my own hopes and dreams to other people. Stop like holding them responsible for like what I would do in a situation, especially if it's like uncommunicated or like the, and I, I made a TikTok about this a few weeks ago, but like I had genuinely believed for a little bit that cheaters just needed to be like educated on polyamory and non-monogamy. And then they'd wake up and like, feel like, Oh, this is what I was looking for. So in that transitional stage for me from like monogamy with her, but she was cheating to uh, polyamory. I, I learned that some people genuinely just enjoy hurting people in that way or having that power imbalance in that way or like haven't learned the communication skills that would get them out of a situation or maybe, you know, people pleasing tendencies comes out and they're like, oh, I, I want to keep all, a whole bunch of people happy, but I don't want them to feel whatever. Maybe some also like getting off on the secrecy. For sure. Right. It's just like, I think I stopped giving people so many chances in that area because I really gave this person so many chances and that even... Even when I invited her to be the most honest, because I was embarking on like more radical honesty in my communication as a result of polyamory, even then, she was like, I just like the cheat. I mean, okay. Like, what are you going to do? I have a little extra like little clip it for it. So then I went on vacation with my poly tool last summer. And as I got off the plane, I opened up her Instagram and she was on an episode of, tic- of, of TikTok of Catfish. As a catfish. <laughs> oh, wow. The toxicity runs deep with this one. She just Wait, is she not was, like being honest. She was on the actual show, Catfish? On the show, Catfish. As a catfish. As a catfish. One, of the, one of the bad guys. Yeah, the villain of Catfish. So I, there, she posted a clip. She posted it herself. A clip of her being like, 
yeah that was me all this time <laughs> oh my and, god like like displaying it being like oh my god look at what i did like that's a weird thing to be posting across social media in a proud kind of way i agree with you but i think she was kind of like i'm on tv Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that's true people will do a lot to be on tv like all like all manner of things just look at like whatever that one is the show where they're they're not allowed to talk and they like circle. never mind naked attraction uh, or circle uh, <laughs> i think there's actually more than one the animal attraction one or whatever where, oh, it doesn't matter the point being people will do a lot to be on cv yes yeah, yeah they will that too helps you know in waking me up because then when she hit me up after that i was like not of catfish fame hitting me up <laughs> not of catfish fame <laughs> That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing this story with us. It was really, really funny and honestly very revealing of some of the poor choices you've made in the past, but it's wonderful to see you having grown into this fabulous polyamorous icon that you are. I mean, I'm still getting heat for it. My friends are like, we've never seen you more delusional from the, for, than you were with this person. And I think it was like one of my first like real like strong queer relationships. Like I was, mm-hmm. I think I like had mild like kind of situationships before that but that was my first like I was in love with her and it just felt so like the end of the story because coming out is always framed in movies as like the end of the story right so coming out getting finally having this person that you love and I thought that was it and I just could not release it I don't even know if I had anything to yeah. do with her specifically. I think I just, like, I needed that person to be it for me. Well, exactly. It is difficult, too, if you're coming out as, like, if you're coming out as queer or bisexual, if you have to admit that somebody's, like, not the picturesque queer person. And it's, like, it do, it's like you need things to fit inside the perfect little queer box that our society has, like, deemed acceptable. And it's difficult to grapple with that, I think. Yeah. I don't think that I was, com- I would have accepted this, at the time or I would realize this in myself at the time but I think also like there was so much online pressure that I, I was fake bisexual at one point I read like reddit fan not fan fiction like someone wrote like oh I bet at Gab Alexa has like a husband and two kids that she's hiding wow so I felt like I wanted to prove like that I'm not this straight person living in suburbia I live in New York first of all but anyway to prove I'm not a straight person and I I think I held on to the relationship for that reason as well because I wanted to be like look this lesbian likes me so all the other lesbians better stop being mean to me <laughs> that's fair I can kind of I kind of get that it's like the social pressure is like can be really on yeah I think I felt like it would validate my bisexuality if I could finally have a capital like our relationship with this person yeah because then the, all this it's like the standards of relationship kind of go out the window and you suddenly have this like this is all I need for you is to say I'm your girlfriend yeah Gabby I love what you said about not projecting and like learning that lesson like not to project your what you want and need from someone like onto just someone who's a literal catfish and sending you lengthy ass emails like that are fucking bizarre like didn't Maya Angela once say like <laughs> when people send you bizarre ass emails and then go on MTV's catfish you do not go back to them and get a tattoo I'm pretty sure that's the exact quote I do think it's when they show you who you are believe them but like yeah something like that <laughs> so, so, something like that <laughs> something like that <laughs> yeah yeah That's... no that, that it sounds so cliche though when i see people tweet that i'm like oh we get it we've all heard mm-hmm. it but like in a real more like in a tangible way that was the moment where i recognized that as truth mm-hmm. that you can't you can't believe something until you're ready to hear it to be mm-hmm. honest it's just for i i felt like i would have behaved differently and that's not enough yeah (laughs) a reason to stay with somebody 
Who would have thought? Yeah. Thank you so much for being here and for telling us this amazing story. Could you tell our listeners where they can find you? Sure. So uh, you can find me just for contact purposes or to see all of my work at gabalexa.com. So it's G-A-B-A-L-E-X-A.com. You can find me on most social platforms as at gabalexa. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again. And we are so excited to be able to share this with the world. Oh, that was a wild ride. I mean, I'm really glad that she decided to leave that toxic girlfriend in the past and is now embracing her like fully polyamorous life, like living with her girlfriend. And she has like her boyfriend of over a year and then he has a girlfriend and they're all best friends. It's just so cute. I love seeing that for her. It's a beautiful, like modern family. I, I love following her on Instagram now and I'm I'm still trying to remember everyone's role in the family tree, but I am just so Me happy too. for her. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's all the time we have for today. This has been the Bad Break Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We love you very much and we'll catch you next time. Bye guys.